Welcome to our Self Mastery Journey podcast. We are so excited to have you along for the ride. We are your hosts, Kirsty and Michael Pratt. We started this podcast because we wanted to share with you the tools we use in our daily lives and our clients' daily lives to cultivate better health, confidence, authentic love, leadership skills, conscious relationships, and living out your life's purpose. Another big reason why we started this podcast is to build a community. Not only do we offer our self-mastery journey podcast, we also offer an exclusive online community to dive even deeper into the tools we share. We offer extended versions of our episodes, bi-weekly coaching calls, weekly exercises you can implement, and so much more. So without further ado, let's dive into this podcast episode and give you more tools needed to live your best life. Welcome everyone to our self mastery journey. If you are returning, welcome back. We are excited you're here. And if this is your first time, welcome. Welcome. We are excited. Yes, we are. And in today's podcast episode, what we are going to dive into is how sex education has failed you. This is a kind of a taboo topic, but Mm -hmm. one that we felt was very necessary. One that we have dove into for the past five years pretty heavily of really re-looking at it and you know there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to around sex sex, 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 if I can talk sex education and um, a lot of you know these themes we noticed that they weren't just themes in our life but there are themes that we notice a lot in other couples lives around us we've noticed that they're themes within um, our clients' lives. And so we thought that we would talk about misconceptions and also talk about our belief of how we believe sex should be handled. Yeah, and I'm gonna start us off with the a big misconception that I had about sex is that it was the duty of my partner to mm. satisfy me uh, mm. sexually and it was all I, I placed everything onto Kirsty uh, to be the sole person to provide me satisfaction through sex, and I feel that that is a lot of that's that's the type of energy and the attitude that a lot of other men and maybe even women carry of making it your partner's responsibility to bring you to that orgasm state and provide that type of pleasure uh, for you. And the reality is it's not her job. It's not your partner's job or sole responsibility uh, to bring that type of magic uh, to your life. It's, it's a, it's a co-creation and you are as much a part of it as, as they are. And it's, it's up to us to develop that relationship with ourselves and, and, um, use that use that play with ourselves as well to 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 not put so much pressure on the other partner to perform i noticed whenever i would do that kirsty would oftentimes drop into a performer archetype to where which most which most women do (laughs) which is essentially where she's just you know playing out making sounds just to make sounds um making it possibly making it seem like it's more enjoyable than it really is for her um and that doesn't really bode well for a successful thriving sexual relationship with someone um it it takes two people to tango and it requires both people to work on themselves individually and 
and, and realize that it's not up to the other person to provide them with that uh, pleasure in life. Just like it's not up to the other person to provide you with happiness. You should be able to find happiness on your own. Um, it goes the same way with sex. Yeah, and I think another like misconception is that it's it's the same. Like mm. it's the same every time. And what I mean by that is like what you like today is what you're going to like tomorrow or what you what you don't like today, you're not going to like tomorrow. And so there's almost like this routine that happens with it. And a lot of couples that have been together for a long while, once that novelty has worn off, um, there can become this kind of just playing out um, in motion of, of what they think. And, th and this is due to how we're taught sex education. This is due to what we see in films. This is due to a lot of porn addiction. This is, you know, um, a lot of misconceptions of, of how it is. And, and, you know, Michael and I, we, we, when we first started, um, having sex, we were playing those same things out. And like Michael said, as I played in this performer archetype and I felt like I didn't have this voice and I felt like I couldn't say things and, um, you know, lead him to what I would enjoy more, which, which really, I notice is a theme with a lot of women of not being able to, to speak their truth. And then they play into this performer archetype because we, as a culture have this viewpoint of how it's supposed to be. And once that novelty wears off, um, a lot of people will just stop having sex or they feel a disinterest in it. And they're like, I want to have sex, but I really don't want to have sex with my, my current partner. And so with that, we're hoping with the tools that we share today, things that have really helped us recultivate and ignite our sex life could be very beneficial and helpful for you if you're finding yourself in that similar position. Absolutely. And one of those is communicating. You know, we hit on communicating, it seems like almost every podcast. And to be honest, it's because it's such a huge part of becoming the best version of yourself for many reasons and communicating with your partner um, during, before, and after sex is is huge, you know, and it's not just the speaking part of communication. It's also when you're, when you're having sex with your partner, it's a very vulnerable spot for the both of you. And so when it comes to communicating what it is you like and what you don't like, you also need to be receptive you know, if you're the partner, for example, if Kirsty's telling me, you know, a specific stroke or a specific touch or, you know, whatever it is that she's liking, it's up to me to provide that feedback. And so a lot of the things that we do is when she does express interest in whatever it is that we're doing, I will recite that back to her. I'll say, thank you for communicating. You know, if I'm understanding you, you want me to keep doing exactly what it is that I'm doing. And that lets her feel like she's heard and helps her drop into the natural divine feminine that she holds and allows me to take my divine masculine place in the process of having sex and creating this beautiful uh, companionship that we have here. Can I, can I ping on Absolutely. that real quick? Absolutely. And, and with that communication is like a big thing that we, we notice in our own relationship. That was something like, um, needing to cultivate, which again is another thing that we've, we've noticed in others is when 
the woman in particular says that she likes something, the man is like, okay, she likes this. How can I make it better? And then they want to change what they're doing. And it's like, don't change what you're doing. She literally just told you what she likes. It doesn't necessarily matter of your perception of can you make it better? Is this really doing it? Like, this is where that communication and that trust of, as she's telling you that, like, listen, like, notice having that communication. Like, if this is what she's enjoying, stay here until she's no longer enjoying it. And she'll let you know when she's enjoying it and not not taking it personal. Like, when Michael and I, when I would give Michael feedback for a while, Michael would take it personal and we would almost get in this little bit of a, a tiff or... Um, what would you say? Maybe like a roughness? Ju- yeah, just like a, like a stagnant position of... Uh, to be honest, I would go into deer in headlights mode um, sometimes. And that would cause a big um, thing there. Like if I, if I was misunderstanding what she was saying or if I didn't listen, you know, she said, hey, I like this. And then I tried to make it better. Um, and then she'll come back and say, hey, I really just liked what you were doing instead of what you changed it up to be. I would take it personal as if I failed at something. And then so I would just freeze. And that would then start the um, the spiraling out, so to speak. And that's where the communicating does get super helpful because when you're stuck in that freeze moment, it's nice whenever you have a partner to talk to and, 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 and work through that little hiccup during that play session um, and then get it back on track so you can keep having fun and playing with each other. Well, and with that communication, like, especially for women, like, feeling seen and feeling heard and feeling acknowledged is is a way to allow them to feel secure and trustful because, like Michael said, it is a vulnerable spot. Anyone, you know, who's listening to this, you know, it's a vulnerable spot. And so when you know that you're being respected and you're being heard and you're being listened to and you're seen, like, it allows this, like, huh, I can just relax. I can allow myself to be seen. I can ask for what I want. I can say no to things that I don't want. And realistically, if you're with a partner who's not necessarily respecting those, or when you say something and they're just dismissing you, like for, if I was in that position, I would literally put it on pause and be like, this is not okay. Because the thing is, is it's not a one-sided thing. It's not, it's not a, what can I get out of this? And if the communication is off, like it's all going to be off. But it doesn't just start in the bedroom with communication. Communication starts sooner than that. That starts with the simple things in life, understanding each other, repeating back to each other what you heard, making sure that your communication is good because when you get into that vulnerable state, if communication isn't good, it can cause for a lot of, of um, I want to say tension, but like tension and pull can be really good, but like tension in a way of where it doesn't feel good. Mm. And so building that communication, even in non-sexual manners, helps in the bedroom. Yeah. And it's it also helps um, emphasize whenever you're playing in the bedroom, that communication, it also uh, helps emphasize the intimacy of the relationship that you have with that person. Because every time you choose to go play and have sex, that is you choosing to be intimate with the partner that you have. And so it builds a deeper intimacy as well whenever you allow yourself to freely communicate and, and authentically hear the other partner and then reframe back to them what it is that you heard. Um, 
and it makes it makes for more enjoyable sex and then afterwards it makes for more of an enjoyable relationship yeah and i think it really plays like communication really plays into really learning to enjoy the process and not have this end goal in mind when uh, particularly a lot of men have this and women have this perception that once a man goes like that's the end of it like once once both come to climax that's that's when the end of sex happens but realistically like the whole point of sex is to enjoy the journey the thing that is most misunderstood with like women and women orgasms is like they're not the same as men and with women it's kind of like it's kind of like this wave and it's this buildup and it's coming like in and out of this of this pleasure thing and the more that you're finding those spots that you enjoy you're staying more and more in that pleasure and it's it's not about getting to the orgasm it's not about you know getting to a specific position it's not about um if it's a, a guy and a girl it's not about getting um you know penis in it's it's about having and enjoying the journey and that might be just enjoying where you're at that might be you're just cuddling on the couch that might just be you're making out on the couch that might just be smaller aspects of it instead of saying okay we need to get here which is really linked with that communication because if you're if you're communicating and you're like i'm really enjoying this right here it doesn't necessarily need to move any further and it doesn't mean that it's not enjoyable like if it's in that spot and you're enjoying the journey of it it can be very pleasurable intimate building especially men to women or women to women is allowing it to just enjoy where you're at it's also it also leads into you know one of the other misconceptions you know of sex is and only is you know penetration yeah uh, when it comes to yeah. you know male and female or even female and female like the only way to ca- most people categorize sex as penetration or genital to genital um you know playfulness and the reality is sex is way deeper than that sex is your communicating sex is reading your partner's body languages sex is you know if i want to get intimate you know, I may start by rubbing the center of her chest, opening up her heart chakra, and then spreading all that energy out through the outskirts of her body, you know, rubbing into her arms, rubbing and massaging into her legs. Women are like ovens, and ovens, when you turn them on to 500 degrees, they don't just, boom, you know, you turn the dial and boom, they're at 500. They have to hit 50 degrees, then 100, then 150, then 200, and so on and so forth till they reach that temperature or they reach that climax, so to speak. And so being able to slow down and be in that journey with your partner, you know, meet yourselves where you're at. If where you're at is, like Kirstie said, just making out on the couch, make out on the couch for hours or till till it feels like you want to progress forward. But sex doesn't always have to be penetration. It doesn't always have to be genital on genital. It can be as as simple as making out on the couch. It can be just cuddling out on the couch. You know, sex is really how you define it. Well, and I think like as as you were speaking, this brought up another point that that we went over. And I see in a lot of women and with something in myself is like as soon as their man or their partner starts showing affection to them, they feel like they're already 
obligated mm. and their their partner is wanting sex and i do see this misconception with a lot of men really pushing and they're like my partner doesn't want to have sex with me my partner doesn't want to have sex with me and it's like well how are you holding the space for her how are you creating the space women are very um like sen senses wise like how are you setting it what is the what is the temperature what is the sheets what is the what is your expectation are you expecting something in return are you expecting that this is going to lead somewhere are you just truly like in it for enjoying the journey wherever it goes and and most women they start clamping down because they don't feel that safety they don't feel that security and a lot of men of what i notice and what the themes are a lot of men become like um bullheaded in that and they're like well i don't get it i financially provide for her i you know, there's a roof over our head, we're living well, and we're doing this, and it's like, yes, and that's not, that's not helping her open up, it's, it's how is she feeling seen, how is she feeling heard, and are you coming in with expectations, and if you've come in with expectations in the past, Michael will, will, like, when he starts rubbing on my body, he'll, he'll be, and he's like, I just want to let you know, like, I'm interested, but do not feel obligated that this has to go anywhere else than what it is and so I can truly just enjoy his touch even if it's not sexual but if it's sensual and it's just like oh I've, I'm feeling loved and I'm feeling nurtured and it's again back to that enjoying the journey back to slowing down I don't have to rush I'm not hurrying up to go anywhere and I feel like he's meeting me where I'm at yeah setting the space is 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 pretty key and it's pretty critical if you want to have you know, a very fruitful, uh, intimate sexual relationship with your partner, being able to set the scene. And like I said, being able to read uh, your partner's energies, like all this comes down to communicating. When you communicate to your partner, you start to learn things about them, how they like to function, uh, what types of touches they enjoy, how long, how fast, how slow yep. uh, things are. And so learning when you when you actually listen to your partner and what they're saying, this gives you the opportunity to to learn how to read the energy that your partner's showing up with. And and whenever you learn how to read that, you can start to then create a safe space for that environment if you want to pursue it to where you do get to penetration uh, with your partner, setting the scene. You know, that could be music, that could be lighting. Like Kirsty said, where, what's your environment like? Is it chaotic and hectic? Are you just trying to get away from the kids and grab a quickie? You know, what, what have you? Like the scene plays a big role into allowing the woman to open up. Like I said, women are like ovens. You can't just stick it straight in and it feel really good for them. It's going to hurt. Um, it's going to provide uncomfortable uh, pressure and, and, and touch and positions. So you have to warm, uh, your partner up. And part of warming them up is setting that scene, uh, so that they feel safe enough and held and secure in that moment to pursue, you know, further in your, in your sexual experience with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think we'll say one more point before we before we go into the extended, because there's a few things in the extended that are kind of linked with what we're saying that, mm -hmm. that I do want to get deeper into. Um, but I'll save those for the extended. So if you want, we'll say one more point, but if you want to get a little bit more with this podcast, join us over in our self mastery membership and we'll give the extended version there. We will also give some 
exercises, weekly exercises in there, which we're going to be giving you some intimate building exercises um, and challenges that you can do. Or you can even join us for level three, which is um, all of those plus biweekly coaching calls, assessments, men's group, women's group, all that beautiful stuff. But with the last point I wanted to make, unless you have something else that you want to add in, is allowing yourself permission to indulge. Um, there's a lot of beliefs uh, that people hold and insecurities that they hold when it's coming to sex. And so even when the perfect scene is set and they feel emotionally heard and held and and all of that stuff, sometimes we have these personal beliefs about allowing ourselves to receive it and it comes down to worthiness or um, we might think that we're weird for what we want to experience but the thing is is it's working on giving yourself permission to allow yourself to indulge in those there's nothing wrong with you you're not going to burn in hell there's not anything bad with it like allow yourself to enjoy it when it's two consensual adults agreeing and having beautiful communication and choosing to do what they want to do together. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's critical. It's critical. And in, in from the standpoint of wanting to make the most out of your sexual experiences with your partners, um, by allowing yourself permission to indulge in what it is that, that you enjoy. And first, in order to indulge in that, you have to clearly communicate to the partners that you're, um, sleeping with you know these are the types of things that i would love to experience through sex and i would love to experience them with you you know that requires vulnerability just the conversation of that alone can set the scene for deeper more intimate sex yeah and with that is just because like even if your partner does not want to do those things it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you like we all have different interests when it comes to sex and so if that's the case you just say, talk about where are you willing to start? Where are you, you know, right now, where's the line? Because it's not forcing your partner to want to do something that they don't want to do. It's about having that agreement and that enjoyment. And again, this is all pleasure and play and should be fun. And when it's not, you know, in, in a misconception, I didn't even write down that I did want to talk, talk about too, is like, allow the emotions to come up. Mm. Like, yeah. Like, yes, it is play. Yes, it is pleasure. And this is moving a lot of emotions. And so you may feel like crying. Allow yourself to cry. You may start to feel anger. Allow that anger to come out. You may feel like laughing. You may feel pure joy. Like there is that misconception with sex that it's just this one linear feeling when it's not. Like we hold our life force energy in those areas. And so when we're we're massaging those muscles and working that tension out like there is stored up energy. And so allowing that energy and that emotion to be expressed <clears throat> is a big deal. And like there's moments with Michael and I when I will just start crying and it has nothing to do necessarily with with that moment or that I'm sad about that. But it's just emotions that I've held and I've communicated with him like I'm good to keep going. I'm not necessarily sad about this. I'm not in pain. I'm not <clears throat> anything like that, but I'm moving emotions out of me. Yeah. It's, it's a very intimate and emotional form of play. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and these are just some of the things that are very helpful with it. We're going to get more in the extended version 
of this. And this has been a truly big transition in our life. There's many couples that I've talked with and worked with and, and going into the same concepts. There's a lot of women that I've worked with where they feel unheard, unseen. They feel like their partner is just rushing to get to this end point. And so we're going to give a few more things of, that we notice are very beneficial in our sex life, tools that we have given others that are very beneficial. And then also, if you join us over there, we have uh, bonus content, which is weekly exercise. And this week, we'll give a weekly exercise that will be beneficial to building your intimacy, either with yourself or with your partner or with your partners. And so we hope that you have enjoyed this episode. And if you found it helpful, please share it with anyone that you might find it to be helpful with. Like, comment, subscribe. It really helps in this world. And we will see you next week. And we're grateful. Yeah. Much love, everybody. Much love.